Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, welcome back. This is episode 139, and once again, I am here with Ash on the mic, and today we are talking about whether or not you're eating enough food and how you can determine that. So, Ash, where should we start in this conversation? Yeah, so I think, like, this conversation, it was inspired because a lot of people start working with us, and um, when you start working with us, we have you track what we call like a baseline. So we have you track as if you're not working with us for an entire week and eat like you normally would. And oftentimes we see people eating between like 12 to 1400 calories and they express like their frustration that they can't lose any weight. So first I want to discuss two possible reasons that that may be occurring And then we're really going to dive into like the second reason. So um, the first is honestly, we could just be underreporting how much that we're actually eating and we may be eating more than 12 to 1400 calories. And that's why we can't lose weight. Um, That could come from, I don't think people like um, purposefully do that, but it could be our estimation skills aren't as accurate as we think they are. We're not using a food scale. We're using measuring cups. Um, maybe it's just we're forgetting to track some things. Uh, anything else to add there? I don't think so. Um, so that's that's reason number one of why people may not be losing weight when they say that they are eating twelve to 1,400 calories. Now, the second reason is we may be experiencing metabolic adaptation. So our bodies ultimately adapt to whatever we give it. So on one hand, that is great because when people say like my metabolism is broken, that's not actually the case, Um, that it's not possible. When you eat more food, your metabolism is going to adapt and your metabolism isn't broken. Simple as that. But on the other hand, if we are chronically under eating, our bodies are going to eventually adapt to that. Our hormones and various systems in our body basically try to conserve as much energy as possible because we aren't necessarily getting it via food, aka calories. And if we are metabolically adapted, it becomes almost impossible to change our body composition or see fat loss. Um, And 
this is when really we should be focusing on restoring our health versus aesthetic changes and um, getting that metabolism to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like up, upregulate? Would that be, would yeah, that we be can the go with correct that. word? Um, and honestly, I heard this analogy once. I don't remember who said it, but I think it's super helpful. So I wanted to share it with you. Imagine if we were asked to work for months and months on end. At first, it would probably be normal. But after some time, we would start to see that decline in productivity and our bodies are no different than that. So just a little uh, life example for you as well. Anything to add with metabolic adaptation? No, I don't believe so. And I, th- I think it's just important to note we're not saying we're not talking about like, quote unquote, starvation mode or no. anything like that. We're talking about prolonged adaptation that's due to actually consuming whatever number of calories you are eating and a natural process that's occurring. Yes. And that can happen at twenty five hundred calories. That happens at two thousand calories. We're just saying oftentimes it's that 12 to 1400 calorie mark that people are like what the hell why can't i lose more weight type thing gotcha um anything else no so that's really where i want to dive more into is that metabolic adaptation let's say that you are experiencing that what do you do from there um Basically, we want to increase our food until we're eating within our maintenance range. And that's what I want to discuss further is give you basically action steps or a uh, step-by-step guide on how to figure out like what you're eating and if it is enough, if maybe you're experiencing metabolic adaptation. Love it. So with maintenance calories... This is basically just the amount of calories that are required to maintain body weight. Um, Do you want to share kind of the factors that play into someone's calorie maintenance? Yeah, sure. So it's a variety of things. It's height, weight, uh, current body fat percentage, activity level, um, both inside and outside the gym. Uh, Genetics obviously play a role, stress management, etc. So it's a, a number of different factors that are at play here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's definitely a lot of things. So first, uh, we would recommend recording your food intake. Use a food scale if possible. This kind of goes back to what I mentioned, uh, that first reason of people not losing weight. Use a food scale if possible. It allows you to be as accurate as possible. And um, when entering or logging food, try to avoid using generic entries like a medium banana or a medium apple. Everyone views medium, large, small differently. So that can just be a wide, uh, wide range. Um, use a food tracking app like MyFitnessPal, Chronometer, MyMacrosPlus. Those are really the ones that I feel like are the most, most common. Uh, when you're measuring your food intake, be sure to weigh, measure, and record everything you eat for three to four days in that food tracking app, um, try to get weekdays and weekends here. I know so many people eat differently on the weekends, so we don't want to just get those quote-unquote good days. We want to really develop or um, get that weekly average for uh, for our baseline. 
And then um, along those same lines, just establishing an average for your protein, carbs, fat, and calorie intake over those few days. We don't want to just look at one day. Um, I mean, you can if you're consistent, but oftentimes we see that some people are eating 2,500 calories one day and 1,200 the next. That's really, really drastic. But like 2,300 and 1,800. So you do want to take that average. That's going to be really, really important. Anything to add for that first step of recording food intake? No, I think you covered everything. So... For the second tip, um, or second step, I should say, you want to calculate your total daily energy expenditure. So the gold standard here is getting a DEXA scan. and um, But to get that done, it's usually very expensive and it's usually not accessible to most people. Um, we had one at Pitt w- w- like when we were getting our master's. And I, I still never had, like, access to it. You you did it when we were in lab, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an opportunity to get in there. And it's definitely the reason we're saying that's the gold standard. It is, it is the most accurate way to assess body composition, which you need to calculate body composition to have what's called your basal metabolic rate so then that we can calculate TDEE. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I do – I know I've had two clients over – what uh, hundreds of clients that have like had access to a DEXA scan. So like I said, it's just very, it's usually not accessible. Um, So there are some equations that we can use to give us an idea. So you can enter your personal details into um, tdeecalculator.net. That's one of the better ones. Um, If you know your body fat percentage, Awesome. Definitely add that into the equation. But if you don't, just do your best to guess. Uh, you can think of it like if you have super defined abs and you're a male, think 6 to 12%. If you're super defined abs and you're a female, think 10 to 16% just to give you a rough estimation. Um, anything else with calculating your TDEE? No, I would just say, obviously, if you have access to the DEXA, like we mentioned, go that route if you've got de- access to even hydrostatic weighing which is underwater weighing that's another great option i feel but like that's probably even less common could be and in either case just utilizing like you said your best guess uh for that body fat percentage to include that in the equation but ultimately the whole goal of the second step is just to calculate what your basal metabolic rate would be th- uh, through estimation of course because we can't know that exactly unless we're in what's called a bomb calorimeter and definitely no one has access <laughs> to that. Um, so finding the most accurate estimation possible and then utilizing that in the equation to calculate your total daily energy expenditure. So that's really step two in a nutshell. Absolutely. And um, the third and final step is comparing your food logs to your TDEE calculation. Like how close are they? Are you actually under eating? If you are, start to increase your food. And like I said at the very beginning of the episode, your metabolism is going to start to adapt. And then eventually you'll be able to lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also important to take note of the fact that even if you do all of this and you have a relatively accurate estimation of your TDEE, you look at your your baseline that you established and they're not matching up, but you still feel really good, you're performing well, your body composition is where you want it to be, then that's okay. 
it's not something that we need to necessarily adjust to that number just because it's what we've established through all of these measurements and these estimations. But it's just something to keep in mind that you could potentially be eating more calories or you might need to eat fewer calories if you're not at the body composition levels you want to be or you don't feel the way you want to feel. So it's more of a guideline than anything else. But it is a great starting point when you're just getting into this journey and trying to figure out which way you should go. Yeah, that's a very good point. And that's, bless you. <laughs> that's a very good point. And that's actually, I. it's funny you brought that up because that's a conversation I had with a client literally yesterday. Uh, she shared that she's like, we're in a reverse diet right now to work her way back up to our maintenance range. And she shared that, she really wants to get to 2,300 calories. And I asked her why. And she said, well, I've done a little research and I, I looked at like what my maintenance range should be. And uh, it's around 2,300 calories. And so exactly what you said, D, like I explained to her, okay, that is a really good estimation. But if you're eating 2,100 calories and you feel freaking great and we're, we're still at the body composition we want and everything's going well, then cool. Like we're going to stay there. But also on the other end, let's say we get to 2,300 calories and you're still starving or you're waking up in the middle of the night. Um, you feel low energy. We might be going to 2,500 calories. So it's definitely when people say like maintenance calories, think of it for sure as a range. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think that's it. Is there anything else? I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, I think just to recap, if you're someone out there listening, that's trying to establish whether or not you're consuming enough calories, you're going through those steps that we just outlined. Step one, establish that baseline by tracking both weekday and weekend, getting a couple days of each averaging out your protein, your carbohydrates, your fats across those days. So finding that average for each category and then finding some kind of DEXA or hydrostatic weighing or what's more realistic is estimating your body fat percentage, utilizing that information in addition to your basal metabolic rate, which can be established through equations that you can find online. And to, that will all then give you your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. And that is the number that you're trying to be within, we'll say, the spectrum or the range to be at quote-unquote maintenance. Absolutely. That's awesome. a good recap. Perfect. Well, until next time, guys, we appreciate you so much for listening, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either Ballistic.Performance or Ballistic Performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at TrainBallistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.